everyone, and welcome back to Claim Your Potential, the empowerment podcast. I'm your host, Sophie, and as we approach the end of the year and we start thinking of those New Year's resolutions, it's time that we also reflect on the year that we've had. For me, 2022 was a year of amazing, incredible highs, but also some pretty awful lows. And from this past year, I've taken away 12 different lessons that I've learned through just trial and error through overloading my plate with so many different commitments and also through some successful relationships and some failed relationships. So without further ado, a little bit of organization for this episode. I have distributed my different lessons into three different categories, and those are relationships, professional slash academic development, and emotional well-being. Going into the first category, relationships. And the first lesson I learned was don't let anyone get comfortable with disrespecting you. As human beings, we are very drawn to other people and we want to be loved. We want to feel important. We want to feel appreciated. And so sometimes we surround ourselves with a lot of people because we see quantity over quality. And we think that quantity means that, oh, we are well-liked, people like our personality, and that makes us feel good. But what we don't think about is we don't assess those relationships. We don't think about how is this person treating me? What is the dynamic in our relationship? Do I feel respected? Do I feel like they appreciate where I am in my life? Do I feel like they play up my accomplishments? Or do I feel disrespected? Do I feel like they make fun of my accomplishments or they don't treat me seriously or they don't respect my boundaries? And so when you start to recognize these patterns in your relationships where you maybe you see a couple friends or even a partner that belittles you or that doesn't respect your boundaries, that might make fun of something in your life and you've already explained to them several times, hey, look, this isn't okay to me. This is not funny. And they keep doing it. That's disrespect. Disrespect comes in many different forms. And a lot of the time we don't recognize it. And something that I really want to make sure we're all understanding is that when it comes to disrespect, sometimes the reason that people disrespect us is because it's easier for people to tear you down rather than work on themselves. And so sometimes this disrespect is coming from a place of jealousy. It's coming from a place of, wow, they have their life together. They're happy. I want that. I'm jealous, but I'm going to make them feel as bad about their life as I feel about mine rather than actually taking the time to work on my own life. And the big thing with disrespect is the second it happens the first time, there needs to be a conversation on, okay, I felt disrespected. Here's what you did. Maybe we haven't had this conversation before. So here are some of my hard boundaries. And, you know, that's the end of that conversation. But the second disrespect happens after having that conversation on boundaries, it's you're out. There's no three strikes, you're out. It's once it happens after that boundary conversation, there's there's no more strikes. That person should not be in your life because they are disrespecting you. And that leads me into my next lesson, which is the moment you settle for someone is the moment that you have lost who you are. Because when you settle for disrespectful relationships, that is when you have lost yourself. You are now telling yourself that I do not respect myself enough to get out of a relationship that is disrespectful to me, to my priorities, to my growth, to my development. And so when you settle for those relationships and when you settle for people that maybe have bad habits, that 
are disrespectful, that don't align with your values and where you're trying to go in life. When you are surrounded by those people, or if you have someone like that in your life, you're truly not being yourself. You're not respecting yourself because you know, you aren't respecting your values. You aren't respecting your boundaries. You aren't respecting who you are as a person and this track that you're on to success. If you're around people that ultimately contradict everything that you are as a person, everything that you stand for. And the only person that is responsible for your happiness and for where you're going in life is you. And you, as the person being responsible, have to take a little bit of responsibility for yourself. You have to stand up for yourself and say, okay, I want to be happy. This person is not going to get me down that road of happiness. They're not supposed to be in my life right now. And that's okay. Our last guest said it best. And it's not every relationship is meant to last forever. And that's okay. And something else that we learned from that episode, something that I definitely learned is to only allow things that make you feel good and energized into your space. And that also includes people is if you are surrounding yourself with battery drainers rather than battery boosters, people where you hang out and you're not feeling happy, you're feeling stressed out or you're feeling in a bad mood or just feeling pessimistic about life, those type of people are not helping you feel good. They're not helping you feel energized. They're draining your battery. And so at the end of a long week and you want to, to de-stress and you want to have those, whatever makes you feel energized. And for me, that's hanging out with friends. But if my friends are battery drainers and that's not helping me, if I'm hanging out with people that are not boosting my battery, if anything, I'm just feeling more stressed out. I'm feeling more anxious. I'm feeling more in a bad mood than I was before we started hanging out. So you have to pick people and environments and put yourself in environments that make you feel good and make you feel energized and productive. And just like you're on this path, a positive path towards where you want to be in life. And ultimately what we need to take away from our relationships is don't be afraid to leave people behind. It's okay. Again, not every relationship is meant to last forever. And it's okay to assess some of your relationships and to start picking those people out and saying, wait a second, this person isn't serving me where I am in my life right now. They're actually holding me back. And I don't have the time and I don't have the energy to, to do that right now. And that's okay because sometimes you have to put yourself first. You have to put your needs first. And it's okay to say, hey, you know what, I love you or, you know, I like you. I, you know, enjoyed our time hanging out together, but maybe I need to take a step back from this relationship a little bit. Or, you know, I think we're on two different paths right now and that's okay, but I need to go my separate way for right now and, you know, no hard feelings. But some kind of conversation needs to be had if you're noticing these people in your life. In fact, I just recently did this is I said to someone, hey, look, I don't think you and I can continue a friendship. I wish you the best of luck. And that was it because I realized that this person was not serving me in my life and that they were toxic and they were a rotting apple in my fridge and they were starting to stink up everything else in my life. And so I had to say, you know what? It's time to leave you behind. And that's okay. Going into our next category, professional and academic development. The first thing that I really want to drill into everyone's head, and I said this during my very first episode ever, and I was talking about public speaking, and I had said that public speaking 
terrifies me. I hate it. It makes my heart beat. It makes me just, I, I dread it. And I actually learned recently that public speaking is the number one fear. And then the second one is death, surprisingly, but not surprisingly at the same time. But what I learned through public speaking is that if you can't beat the fear, do it scared. Because fear is temporary and regret is forever. And that goes for public speaking. That goes for any big decision that I've made in my life recently. I noticed that, especially in terms of podcasting, I'll use it as an example, that I was terrified to start podcasting. Because not only do I have to speak into a microphone and edit it. And so then I have to hear my own voice over and over and over and over again. But there's also a lot of time and just personal investments that you have to make. And I was terrified because I was thinking, what if it doesn't work out? What if this fails? What if, you know, no one listens? What if I end up wasting all my time? What if this, what if that? But I realize now even though I'm not where I thought I would be in terms of podcast growth, I can tell you right now that the fear is gone. I was only afraid to start doing it. But as soon as I released that first episode, that fear went away. And now I look back on it and I realize that, wow, if I had not done this, I would have regret not doing it. Five years down the line, 10 years down the line, I would have said to myself, Sophie, why didn't you start a podcast when you had the time to do it? You could have done so much with it. You could have put your voice out there. Why didn't you do that? And so it's okay to just take on that momentary fear because I can promise you right now that fear is going to go away. That fear is temporary, but the regret you're going to feel not doing it, that's forever. Going into fears, one of the biggest fears that we all have is failure. No one wants to fail. I, I think that goes without saying that nobody purposefully wants to fail, but it's not failure if you have learned something. Even taking it back to podcasting, let's say this you know, fizzles out and I just stop podcasting. To me, that is not a failure. That is, okay, I've just learned how not to do that again. I've learned that I need to leverage social media. I've learned that this type of content does not hit home with people. I've learned that I need to invest in production quality. When you make a mistake or when you quote unquote fail, you are just learning another way not to do something. And then guess what? Down the line, when the opportunity presents itself again, you now know, okay, I know that this did not work last time. This strategy is not going to work. I'm not going to repeat the same thing again and hope for a different outcome. I'm going to change my way. And something else with failure is for me, I'm not so much afraid of failing, but more so people seeing my failure. And I'm always ashamed that somebody is going to belittle me because of a failure or that someone's going to think less of me because of a failure. But no one remembers your mistakes if you get back up. That goes for every single part of your life. The example I like to give is let's say you have a big presentation at work or for a class and you know, you're starting off and you know, you're, you can tell that you're a little bit nervous, right? It's public speaking. Everyone gets nervous. And so your voice is a little shaky and maybe you're missing a couple words or a couple facts here and there. But if you recognize that while you're speaking and you switch and you change, and then let's say the last 10 minutes of the presentation, you just nail it. You have everything down. You know, you're not afraid. Your voice is very stern and commanding and you're taking up space and you have this presence. If you're able to fix that, 
no one is going to remember the part that you didn't do well on. If anything, they're going to go, wow, I'm so proud of her. Look at what she did. She delivered a fantastic presentation. She got back up and I admire that. You know what? Maybe we should consider her for a promotion because that takes some guts. And so no one's going to remember when you make a mistake. There was no one tallying up how many mistakes you've made in your life. No one's doing that. If anything, we are the only person that's keeping track of when we think that we've screwed up. We have to start looking at mistakes, not as a failure, not as, oh no, I messed up, but okay, how can I fix this? How can I prove myself to myself? How can I get back up? And that's how we have to look at mistakes and look at when things don't go our way is how can I improve and how can I show myself that I can in fact do this? And a big takeaway is that whether you are pursuing a new career or starting a business or starting a podcast or going to university and switching or switching majors or whatever it is in your life, if it was easy, everyone would do it. If academic and professional, even personal growth, if that was easy, every single person would be a millionaire. Every single person would have perfect scores on every single test they've ever taken, 100% in every single class. It's not how the world works. You have to put in the extra time. You have to put in the hard work. You have to take the extra time to improve yourself, to improve your skills, to work on whatever passion project or whatever business or whatever major you're studying. You have to take the time to work on it because accomplishments are hard work. It's an accomplishment because you went above and beyond the average person and you got something done. And so it's okay if it gets hard. It's meant to be hard sometimes. Now, it's not meant to be hard all the time, but it is meant to be hard sometimes. And that's okay. And the sooner we realize that, the sooner we'll have a little bit more patience with ourselves, a little bit more patience when something doesn't go our way or we don't see rapid growth as fast as we thought we were going to. And once we understand that you have to play the long game, we are going to see that growth. And we're going to appreciate that growth. Going into emotional growth, emotional well-being, our next topic, I will say right now that I used to be a very pessimistic person. I was this big negative presence in people's lives and people were like, no, we don't want to be around this person. They're negative. Why would I want a negative friend? So I've learned that positivity always beats negativity, not only in the sense of friendships and being someone that people are excited to be around, but also in how we frame our thoughts and how we think about things that go wrong, how we think about past trauma, how we think about just situations in general not working out, right? I think it's very easy to look at something through that negative mindset of, oh my gosh, why does everything bad happen to me? Life sucks. Why can't I keep my friends? Man, I just failed that presentation. Man, I just, I completely bombed that test. I'm not smart. I don't deserve this career. I don't deserve to be in this university, whatever it may be. But when we start shifting to that positive mindset, reframing our thoughts as, okay, this friendship didn't work out. That sucks. But you know what? At least I learned something from this friendship. Maybe I learned how to be a better listener. Maybe I found a new restaurant. That's just my go-to spot now. And so we have to reframe things and find that one little positive and we have to latch onto that 
because negativity is consuming. Negativity will consume you. And no one wants that. No one wants to be consumed by negativity because also no one wants to be around that. And you also don't want to be around yourself. Because I can tell you right now, when I was a very negative, pessimistic person, I really would not have wanted to be friends with myself. But now looking on it and looking on how my mindset is now, I very much am approaching things from, okay, what is the lesson learned from this? Not what did I lose? What was a failure? What was a mistake? It was what did I learn? What did I gain from this? And looking at it as profit rather than loss. What is the profit from the experience? Going into my next lesson When I was listening to podcasts and reading books and listening to audiobooks about growing as a person, becoming more empowered, and that whole realm of things, I was very consumed by the fact that my life did not look exactly like everyone else's. I said to myself, I said, how is everyone so fearless? I don't understand. I'm following all these steps. I'm doing all these different exercises. Why is this not working? Everyone on YouTube says it's supposed to be working. And so I was comparing my progress to somebody else's. But what I've learned is that you are never going to wake up one day and feel completely ready and fearless in life because being brave takes time. It is a conscious process of doing things that scare you, of making those hard decisions, of trying something different every day and choosing to evolve rather than repeat. And humans are creatures of habit. And so sometimes we want to go back into our little shell. Sometimes we don't want to do anything different. Sometimes we're just not in the mood to do something that's out of the box for us, that scares us. And that's okay to have those days because that is a normal part of becoming empowered, of going down this personal development journey because being fearless is not an everyday thing. Being ready to take on the day and be brave is not an everyday thing. And it takes time to get there. It has taken me months, if not almost a year now, and I'm still not there. And that's okay because I don't expect to be there. I'm okay if I feel at least 40% there. And the final lesson that I want everyone to take away, this has taken me years to learn. Loving yourself takes time. And I was always comparing myself and my love for myself to, you know, body positivity Instagrammers, to self-help YouTubers, to self-help books, to podcast hosts. And I was comparing the love that they have for themselves to the love that I have for myself. And I was going down that rabbit hole of why does everyone love who they are except for me? I don't understand. What am I doing wrong? Why can't I love myself? But the truth is, is it's a conscious process, just like being brave, loving yourself. You're going to have those days where you wake up and you feel bloated or you wake up and you feel just full of acne and you don't feel pretty or you wake up and you feel not intelligent. It's completely normal to not love yourself 100% of the time, 24 seven. We're human beings. We have flaws and sometimes we zoom into our flaws and it's hard to zoom out. It's hard to look at the bigger picture of who we are as a person because we start examining and zooming in and going, I hate this about myself. I hate that about myself. Why do my arms look like that? Why am I such a bad friend? Why did I say that that one time? 
that was such an awful thing to say. I'm such a bad person. And we start zooming into these flaws. That's part of the growth process is waking up and having those days where you, you just aren't there and, and that's okay. But loving yourself, a big part of it is waking up and even on the days that you feel like that, finding something that can help you get back to where you were in your progress. Maybe it's taking a bubble bath and doing a face mask. Maybe it's going to the library or a coffee shop and reading your favorite book. Anything that you can do for self-care that shows that you're prioritizing yourself, it's telling yourself that you deserve to be prioritized, that you deserve that self-care, that you deserve that self-love. I found that also affirmations help as well. Saying in my head, I am happy, I attract positive energy, I am growing and becoming the best version of myself. I am beautiful. I am intelligent. I am confident. And just those words of affirmation, you can design them. You can find them online, whatever they are, but remind yourself that, hey, I am worthy to be on this planet. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of my own love. I am worthy of my success. I am worthy of this life that I am creating for myself. But loving yourself takes time. That concludes this podcast episode. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying our show, you can also visit our website, claimyourpotential.com, to access our blog, listen to previous and future episodes, leave a review, and subscribe to our newsletter. For more content, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Claim Potential for inspiration, episode and blog post announcements, episode excerpts, along with other content for you to reach your full potential. A free way to support our show is by leaving it a rating and review on the podcast streaming platform of your choice. If you're not sure how to do this, you can head over to the leave a review page on our website for instructions. Thank you everyone and tune in next time where we'll continue to learn how you can claim your potential.